Hello, everybody. Oh, wait. Hey, everybody. <laughs> You're tuning in to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. That's right. It's me. Uh, today, we're going to talk about sexuality. Just like as a concept, you know, just shooting the shit about it. We're just going to talk about a whole bunch of different shit. Um... Why are we talking about sexuality? I don't know. There's just like a bunch of stuff that's making me think about this lately as like a concept. Uh, A little bit of personal stuff, but mostly just, uh, you know, uh, stuff I see in the news. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Sexuality is like, uh, it's like really important. Um... It's also, like, the thing that makes you gay, you know? Like, like what's the difference between a gay person and a straight person? Their sexuality. That's, what's, that's what the difference is. So, you know, I feel like it's a little bit ridiculous if we didn't talk about sexuality as, like, a whole separate episode where I just, you know, just kind of, like, beat it to death. Uh, because that's the whole thing that makes... That's the whole thing that's different, you know? That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Sexuality is the thing. So, what is what is sexuality? Well, in times of need, we go to Merriam-Webster. Uh, Merriam-Webster is not very helpful for this, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, definition of, definition of sexuality from Merriam-Webster is uh, a the condition of having sex. I disagree with that completely. Uh, B Sexual activity, couldn't disagree with that, uh, more or less, it's like the same fucking thing. Anyway, um, expression, so C is expression of sexual receptivity or interest, especially when excessive. Okay, you had me right until the second point, especially when excessive, I don't understand, it's like a slut shamey definition. <laughs> what? <laughs> Since 1828, I guess you know they're they're really just fucking since 1828. They're gonna burn you at the stake about this. Makes no goddamn sense. Um. All right, I'm gonna look for a different definition of this. I, I was like, I love Mary Webster, but this makes me pissed. Sexuality definition. Yeah, that's what I do. This is the research that I do. I just Google it, just like fucking anybody else. There's Merriam-Webster. All right, we're not gonna do. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna do a prediction. It's fucking useless. Let's do uh, uh, Oxford dictionaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexuality. Number one, capacity for sexual feelings. That is warmer. Getting warmer. That is definitely like if we were. I. I I was also I was always very bad at Marco Polo. Um, uh, but if this was a game of Marco Polo, it would be very close to what I feel the definition of sexuality is. Capacity for sexual feelings. Uh, the next one is a person's sexual orientation or preference. And then the third definition from Oxford Dictionary is, is sexual activity. Uh, yeah. I, I just, for the Beckyverse version of reality, sexuality does not have anything to do with behavior. Uh, but we're going to get into it later. We're not, we're not talking about my definition yet. We're keeping one more definition. One more definition. 
Okay, sexuality. Okay. Hold on, hold on. I got it. Uh, human sexuality is the way people experience and express themselves sexually. This is from Wikipedia. That's right, that's right. We're looking at fucking Wikipedia right now. You can turn it off if you want, that's fine. It's your choice. I think it's entertainment. So, uh, it involves biological, erotic, physical, emotional, social, spiritual feelings and behaviors. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, uh, because it is a broad term, which has varied over time, it lacks a precise definition. If this was, what, what, what temperature is that in Marco Polo? Like, I don't know what temperature is that in, like, it lacks precise definition. So, like, I guess if you're just, like, if you're just swimming in the pool and, and you're, like, warmer, warmer, colder, warmer, colder, and then somebody's just, like, you're in the wrong pool, you know, I, you can't, yeah, I, uh, hmm, I didn't even know. Huh. Human sexual response cycle. Right. There are a lot of people that think that sex is like purely like a like a reproductive function, you know? I think it's obvious that humans use sex to communicate with each other. Because it's a really big core principle for me. So now okay. So we've seen the Wikipedia and we've ignored it. We've moved on. We're going back to uh, Becky's asshole. That's the source we're looking at right now. Um, I really think that sexuality is your perception of yourself as a sexual being and how that, you know, how you interact with others. I guess that's like a really weird, uh, like disassociated way of looking at sexuality. So maybe we can polish this up as the episode goes along. But that's, that's, that's kind of like what I've been like obsessively circling for like a month now. Um, and that, that kind of brings me to like my explanation is like, well, you know, like, so if, uh, if you're, if you're asexual, then you perceive yourself as just not being interested in other people sexually, you might still masturbate, you might still get horny, you might still blah, 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 but you don't really, you don't really associate your sexuality with, um, any sort of like desires or instincts that you have. Uh, as part of your like sort of self-concept um if you're bisexual then you have you know you have attractions to men and women so you can like perceive yourself having sexual relationships with men or women you can you can imagine that as enjoyable uh if you're pansexual, you have many sexual attractions to many different genders and uh, and sexual orientation sort of thing. You know, you just you, you're 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 pan. You're all of it. Um, I I really think we. I just wanna. I should interview somebody about like bisexual versus pansexual. Like I just kind of feel like uh, most people that identify as bisexual like would identify as pansexual if they had the opportunity to like have their perspective changed about a gender non-conforming person you know what I mean like I just don't know if if people I don't know if everybody that identifies as bisexual is really like you know not also kind of secretly pan you know and, and that, that's it's it's, an, it's a rude assumption not rude uh, so it's a, it's a leap to make but you know I think that um 
certainly the same sort of person that is bisexual is likely to be pansexual. And um, uh, I, I think that that's like pretty normal. You know, I think it, and, and it's, it's going to feed into my point later, but I think that uh, sexuality is kind of an constantly changing and evolving sort of thing because it's rooted in discovery. So, you know, your perspective on yourself and your perspective on your relationships and your perspective on your interests and your your desires and your thoughts and your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations and your past and your present and your future, all these different sorts of things build a self-concept and your sexuality is an essential part of that self-concept and as you discover more about yourself you might discover more about your sexuality and as you discover more about your sexuality you might discover more about yourself and your perspective on all these differences of things is always shifting so who is anyone to say that anybody is any certain sort of way it's very difficult uh, you know, um, uh, the best athletes in the world were not that way right when they started, you know what I mean? Like the most sexually liberated people in the world were not that way when they started. Um, some people are just, you know, very sexual people. Um, Merriam-Webster seems to know a few, I guess. Jesus. I don't understand. Like this, 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 this third, this third definition from Miriam Webster: expression of sexual receptivity or interest, especially when excessive. That's what they think sexuality is. It has. They think that it has an association with with excess. So I guess. Uh, I mean. I just don't. I, I just. I just like fundamentally disagree with this. I'm probably just like being triggered, but I. I I don't even know. I'm getting really distracted by this. But so if you're pansexual, you're bisexual, you're asexual, this all has to do with how you perceive your sex interacting with other people's sex. So um, if you uh, you know uh, Sorry, I really like the Oxford definition of capacity for sexual feelings. So if you're asexual, that means you do not have a capacity for sexual feelings. If you are bisexual, that means you have a capacity for sexual feelings for both genders. If you are pansexual, that means you have a capacity for sexual feelings for a lot of different people. If you are uh, homosexual, that means you have a capacity for sexual feelings for people of the same gender as you. Or if you're a heterosexual, you have a capacity for sexual feelings for people that are the opposite gender of you. And uh, I'm probably missing something. Am I missing something? Uh, oh my god. I mean, isn't pansexual like the same as omnisexual? Isn't omnisexual like essentially redundant? Like, are we, are we beyond this? I don't know. Um, okay. So. So all I'm gonna say is that uh, yeah, it seems to have to do with your perception of yourself and the perception of yourself interacting with others um, and having a capacity for sexual feelings. So I guess I don't know. 
And maybe the perception of self is like stupid, and maybe it's like just like a weird thing. I just I really think it. I think that they're tied. Maybe that's just I'm uh, just like forcing my own, forcing my own experience onto this. But um, so I really think that I really think that uh, understanding your sexuality and being a fully empowered sexual person uh, is essential for your health. Um, I think that repressing your sex and, uh, and shaming yourself and denying yourself, uh, stuff is bad. So that does not make you entitled to anything. It just makes it so that you should not be self-mutilating, you know, your thoughts and your feelings. You know, if you have feelings for the same gender, if you have feelings for the opposite gender, if you have feelings for for uh, trans people, if you have feelings for any sorts of, you know, anything, any sort of thing, and the shame is not the answer. Uh, that leads to hurt. You know, it's 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 a form of like self mutilation. You know, to 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 hate yourself for something that's so instinctive. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're not entitled to any sort of sexuality, but you are entitled to, uh, to peace within yourself. You know, we are all entitled to peace within ourselves. And uh, other people can't give us that. But we can take it from, uh, you know, a little bit of self-reflection. And, uh, I, you know, this discovery sort of, this discovery sort of approach to this. I, I do think that sexuality is a part of, of, uh, self-discovery that's really essential for just, like, you know, figuring out who you are and what your place in the world is and, like, how you want to be seen and, uh, who you want to see. All these sorts of things. Um, like I said, it's just it's a, it's a, it's a central part of being a, a happy, well-balanced person. Um, so, if sex is linked to perception, so if sexuality is linked to perception, then how is sexuality affected with time, age, experience, circumstance, love, personal identity, gender identity? My God, like such a good question, right? It's such a good question. Um, so, like I said, you can make a really strong argument that sexuality is like a permanent state of self-discovery. Like uh, every time you have sex is an opportunity to discover something new about yourself, or just an opportunity to discover something new about like your partner or something new about like anything or just like uh just enjoying yourself and uh being uh like a real authentic person you know what i mean it's a, it's very validating it's a type of communication so you know sex and love and uh romance and all these sorts of things these are these are these are no, the language of love is like not just like a cheesy thing that people say for poems and stuff. The language of love is like a lot of a lot of nonverbal communication. 
and sex is a huge part of that. So if you are not able, if you don't know any words, you know, if you don't, if you don't know the words to that language, you're going to have a really hard time talking to other people in that language. And, um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with like different sort of like cultural things and social things. Um, and we could go like crazy into detail about how fucked up all this different shit is. Like there's so much crazy fucked up shit. There's so much stuff that makes women hate themselves and hate their sexualities and, and feel like having a sexuality at all is excessive, you know? And, and to, to feel like wanting to masturbate is excessive or, or liking having sex makes you a whore, you know? It's like, oh my goodness, like, liking sex doesn't make you a whore. Um, honestly, I'm not even sure what, what makes anybody a whore. I guess it, in, in, it would just be like, are you making money, you know, uh, as a sex worker? Uh, that makes you a whore, I guess. Um, it makes you a sex worker. It doesn't really make you a whore. It's just a slang term. It's a bad word, you know. Um, I'm not sure about it. I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about the word whore, to be honest with you. You know what I am sure about? I'm really sure uh, about how important sexuality and coming to terms with that is for uh, an individual's self-esteem and an individual's uh, confidence and overall like sense of well-being. If you're repressing your sexuality, there's a real good chance that you're gonna set yourself up for like a huge uh, sort of surge later. A lot of people end up uh, getting addicted to sex. They get obsessed with sex uh, as a response to repressing their urges for so long. Um, Hypersexualization is a real big uh, kind of red flag in the gay community. A lot of straight people like hate us because they think that we're all like sex obsessed. And I often get treated like a lunatic sex obsessed person when I'm just like shooting the shit with my straight friends and like talking about stuff that like I think is interesting. You know, if you so much as, as say intersex to anybody that's a straight person, they, they just, they usually, they just fucking, you know, unless they're an unusual, like, enlightened sort of person, or unless you're, like, in an actual gender studies class, you're, like, gonna get treated like a lunatic. And it's, it's worth it to get treated like a lunatic, because that person is at least gonna get exposed to that that one time. But at the same time, it's not good when your one exposure to that is bad, you know, that, that, that's, and, and how do you make it not bad? I don't even know. I don't even know how you make it not bad. Um, but anyway, so when you repress your sexuality, sometimes you stop repressing and all of that shit just like poof, springs up, explodes, you got like 10 dicks in your mouth every day and, uh, it's not good. Uh, it's not good for your for your self worth to to not have respect for sex and sexuality. And I think that that's uh, where a lot of people uh, get it wrong. You know, uh, it's not just gay people; it's definitely also straight people. 
Um, I think internet pornography is like really damaging everybody's respect for sex. Um, I love porn. Like, either I have like a whole episode about how much I love porn. You should go listen to my Crash Fan episode. Like, don't get me. I'm not an anti-porn feminist. Like, do not misunderstand me. I like pornography. What I don't like is like 99% of pornography. Like, all this, like, crazy, crazy, crazy shit that shouldn't be up there. Like, that is not what human sexuality, like, should be modeled after. I'm not saying that it's not what it is. I'm not saying that that's not, like, obviously it is what it is. Like, and unfortunately, like, we are all seeing this, but it's a very niche sort of thing. It should stay niche. You know what I mean? Like... Like, teenagers should not just be, like, in droves trying anal sex and stuff like this. Like, that's crazy. That's not, like, that's, that's like, it's not, not normal. That's, that's abnormal. Uh, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know. Everybody's just, like, obsessed with it. Everybody's fucking obsessed with anal sex. Like, I don't know. It's, it is great. It is wonderful. We're gonna have an anal episode. It's gonna be dope. I'm looking forward to it. But... What the hell? Like, teenagers should not be, like, obsessed with this, you know? I don't know, man. My girlfriend had this... I have to tell the story. I have to. My girlfriend had this straight guy friend. And this straight guy friend... Um... He was, like... He was, like, talking to my girlfriend as a friend. And they, like, went out and they had dinner. And she came back and she was, like, Oh, my God, I'm never hanging out with that guy ever again. And I was, like, What happened? And she was, like, This guy, he was, like, We were friends all through college. And now he's just, like, kind of a weird asshole. And I was, like, Well, what's going on? And she was, like, He told me that he went out on a date with this girl that he, like, knew that he didn't think was attractive and, like, knew that he didn't like as a person but knew that he would be able to have sex with her. And then he found out that she was a virgin and he was like, what the hell? Like, I really don't want to be like responsible for this. But she was like, kind of insistent about it. Cause I mean, I think she just kind of wanted to lose her virginity. But, but my girlfriend was like, but this guy is like obsessed with anal and that's like all he wanted to do. And I was just like, in, like, this is just like so stupid. And like this only, I'm sorry, it's not that this is stupid, it's that the only reason that this is happening is because of pornography. If, I'm sorry, I don't believe that, I don't believe that if there had never been porn, uh, like internet porn that's like obsessed with anal sex, like magazine porn was like not this obsessed with anal sex. Uh, like when and like older porn videos like 70s porn and stuff like this like obviously like there was anal but there wasn't nearly like as much anal as there was anyway I'm not getting so obsessed with this I just don't understand I don't understand it so like uh, this guy was like all I want to do is have anal sex and this like poor virgin that he didn't like as a person that he didn't think was attractive who just like had no self-esteem and we know this person and we and we were like okay this person is very easy to take advantage of and we told her like hey we you shouldn't like we told her like you shouldn't you shouldn't date this guy but she did anyway and then uh, and i don't know i don't even know i guess this is like a terrible storytelling 
I'm not sure if if she went through with it or what. I didn't pay attention. That's the sort of thing that you like wouldn't like. I don't know. I feel like you would like talk about this scenario and then just like ghost. I think that's what happened. She just kind of like didn't tell us. So who knows? But um, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, it's like such a weirdly specific and like very selfish way of going about things that makes like no sense and it's like using people as like toy puppets you know i understand just wanting to hook up with somebody i understand that i'm not i'm not even like i'm not like i know this is terrible i'm not even that pissed that he was like not interested you know like i i understand I, I've met a lot of guys that are in this situation. I have a lot of guy friends that are like, I, I don't like this person, I blah blah blah, I just really need to have sex right now. And I know that that's like probably a, something that I shouldn't be like accepting of or whatever, but like that makes sense to me. So it just like totally, it just totally fucking makes sense. So like I, I, I don't, I don't get mad about that. What I get mad about is that all he wanted to do was this like specific pornography thing. That's what it was. You want to do a specific porno thing with this random person. Like, as if it's like an Uber, you know? Like, as if it's like, okay, I, I can get on to Grindr, or I can get on to Tinder, or whatever the fuck your app is, and I'm going to find this person of this ethnicity and these interests, and I'm going to get this sex act with them. And it's like ordering a fucking pizza. And I know that everybody's complaining about their shit and these, these jokes are old, but like, what what version of human sexuality is this? This is not communication. This is not what I'm like, this is not what I like planned a fucking episode about. I'm like really upset about it, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I, 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 it's not that I'm a hopeless romantic, it's that I just literally like, I'm a hopeless conversationalist, you know? I just want to have like a real human interaction with somebody that also you know, doesn't just want to fuck me in the ass and then leave because it was like pineapple pizza and like you're the only person in the room that likes pineapple pizza and everybody else was like, what the fuck? Why did you order pineapple pizza? And you're like, that's my favorite kind of pizza. And they're like, I am allergic to pineapple. And you're just like, fuck you and your pineapple allergy. And just, you know, like, what the hell? That makes no sense. I'm demanding better pizza parties than that. That's fucking ridiculous. We should all have better standards than that. I know that there's way worse things. You know, you can get raped, you can get murdered. All sorts of crazy, stupid shit that people do. But... Nobody should be in the situation where they're just like, oh, my life is so hard right now because the only people that I talk to are like ugly fat girls that like don't want to give me anal. <laughs> what? I, I tell you, sometimes it's like, I sometimes it's like, <laughs> sometimes I just, I sometimes I'm just going to go ballistic, you know, like sometimes I'm like worried about myself as like a public, that's like a public, like danger. Oh, okay. This is not what the episode is about. Again. Uh, we might have to just like switch up the order for this or something. Um, but so this uh, this Logan Paul guy was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go gay for a month. Um, I don't like Logan Paul at all. He's awful. He's like full of shit. 
garbage human. I really wish that he would just like shut up and, and stop. But uh, Logan Paul was like, I'm gonna go gay for a month. Everybody's pissed about it because it like belittles homosexuality and like belittles the gay experience and like trivializes all of it. Um, I just like don't. I just don't really have a problem with this. I'm sorry. Like I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about him saying that. I'm not mad about him doing that. I don't give a shit about Logan Paul at all. I'm not sure why I brought him up on the podcast. To be honest, yes, said Well, uh, why? Um, I think that you can totally. I think that you can totally just like uh, have a gay phase. I think that uh, sexuality is a perpetual state of self-discovery. So if perpetual if sexuality is a perpetual state of self-discovery then we should not be shitting on Logan Paul for suddenly feeling uh, interested and comfortable with himself enough to potentially do that. That being said, this guy strikes me as the sort of guy that would be a total piece of shit about fucking everything and just be garbage all the time. So I don't really want him to get laid and I don't want anybody to have sex with Logan Paul. But am I? If, if Logan Paul was just a dude that I worked at Subway with, if he was just like a Subway sandwich artist, I was just chilling on my shift, like shooting the shit, with like, you know, call him like, uh, Drogan Lol. We're just hanging out with Drogan Lol and like Subway Sandwich Artist version of him. And he was like, I'm gonna go gay for a month. I would be like, good for you, dude. Like, have you always felt like a little bit bi? And he'd be like, yeah, you know, like I've always been kind of attracted to dudes, blah, blah, blah. I'm just gonna like try it for a month. And it's like, you know, if you've never thought about being gay and then suddenly you're like, hey, maybe that's cool, and then you end up being gay, then, like, why would we be mad about it? The only time we get mad about it is when you're, like, you, like, know that you're not gay and you're just taking advantage of people. That being said, based on, like, word on the street, like, gay guys take advantage of each other sexually all the time and, like, don't really care too much. Everybody kind of understands that y'all just need to, like, bust a nut every once in a while. So, if you're, if you're down to, like, not get too personal about it, that seems to be fine with everybody. So, I don't really think they say, are you really gay, before they start sucking your dick, you know what I mean? Like, they, they know it doesn't, doesn't seem like anybody really cares. And they probably shouldn't. You shouldn't have a gay test. There shouldn't be, like, a test of citizenship for gayness. You know, lesbians are really, really hooked on this. They're really, really, they're really, 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 really terrified of their girlfriends and stuff like that not being really gay or something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I hate to tell you, but that's just, like, how it is sometimes. Uh, you just you just can't know because it's changing. And your self-discovery is a slow process that you don't really have, a, like, a true, you know, grip on. You're not really steering the ship. Nobody is really steering their ship. If you think that you're steering your ship and that you're, like, steering your ship better than everybody else, then, like, your iceberg is coming, you know? I, I, I'm not worried about it. You should be, but I'm not. All I gotta say, if Logan Paul wants to go gay for a month, he can go gay for a month. Um, you guys know Maplethorpe? Like, super famous artist Maplethorpe? Uh, super famous artist Maplethorpe was super famously gay. Very, very homosexual. Uh, his, his stuff is like dicks. It's just dicks. It's like just naked bodies and dicks and stuff. Um, Maplethorpe 
had like a passionate affair with Patti Smith. The rock, the rock star, Patti Smith. Patti Smith is very genderqueer, androgynous looking, but Patti Smith is like, totally doesn't give a shit about any of your stupid gender politics nonsense. Doesn't give a shit about your labels, doesn't have, she doesn't fit any of those, this, these terms that we've made up in the last decade. Um, she doesn't, I don't, I'm not even sure if she officially identifies as bisexual. She gets labeled as like the bisexual like craze, you know, like the David Bowie, uh, sort of like, you know, is that a man or a woman? I can't tell. Uh, everybody's really into that. They have a passionate affair. Patty Smith calls Maplethorpe like the artist love of her life. Um, and they're very influential on each other. Yeah, Maplethorpe is like the gayest person that there is. Like I don't, you know, I. If you think that sexuality isn't like bigger than gender, then you've got something else coming to you. It is. It's just bigger than gender. There's more to it than gender and gender identity and all these different sorts of things. You know, I think it's got way more to do with um, uh, how people make you feel than anything else. Uh, you know, capacity for sexual attraction. You know, that's what your sexuality is. So if you discover that you have an additional capacity for sexual attraction, does that make you one thing or the other? I'm not sure. How, what's the name for having a, a wide variety of capacity for sexual attractions? What's the name for having a very limited amount of sexual attractions? You know, what do you call what do you call somebody? What do you call somebody who, you know, technically fits the bill as heterosexual, but only ever has sexual attraction for one person their whole life, and it's it happens to be a person of the quote unquote opposite gender, but. Uh, but that's the only person they ever loved. Is that a monosexual? I think that that's a monosexual. I think that's somebody who just only ever loves one sort of person. They just have never had, a, they've no, no more capacity to love than that. Um, speaking of which, this is like a totally separate rant. I gotta go on this right now. Heterosexual, the opposite, the opposite, Opposite gender. Isn't that what they say? Heterosexual definition of definition of heterosexual. A a person sexually attracted to people of the opposite sex. The opposite sex. The the, the phrase the opposite sex really just like bothers me. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand how a sex could be opposite. I don't understand what about men and women is opposite. There is nothing about men and women that is opposite. Um, we have the same, the same fetus with different hormone surges. You know what I mean? There's nothing about us that's opposite. Like estrogen and testosterone are not opposites of each other. Um, from what I understand, I mean, are they? Are estrogen and testosterone opposites? Uh, 
Okay, so they call it the opposite, but it doesn't function. It, they actually function very similarly. So, like, uh... Okay. So, in order for men to have, uh... uh a healthy sex drive, I guess they need, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 <sighs> so if you have more estrogen, then you're more feminine. If you have more testosterone, then you're more masculine. But everybody has both. Everybody is made of both. Everybody needs both in order to have a healthy function. Um, they say that men that don't have enough estrogen have a low sex drive. That sounds interesting to me. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, they're not really opposites, they're just, like, complementary. Like, what about, what about something being complementary makes it an opposite? Like, uh, is peanut butter the opposite of jelly? You know? When two Legos fit together, are they, are they opposite Legos? Like, I don't, I, what, what about those Legos is opposite? I don't, what about it? I don't understand. Um, is bacon the opposite of a pork chop? Like, is it, you know, like, like is, it, is bacon the opposite of tenderloin? I don't, I don't understand. Like, why, and everybody is just like, of course, it's opposite. Like, men, like, estrogen and testosterone are opposites. Men and women are opposites. And it's like, well, I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense that we would be opposites. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it would make sense that we are uh, variations on the same. Uh, and it would make sense that there's a huge spectrum of people that are all variations on the same. That makes sense to me. It makes sense that there are people that are born intersex and that they're a variation on the same. It makes sense that there are people that are born male and that there are people that are born female and that they're variations on the same. It makes sense that everybody looks the fucking exact same when they're little kids. Kids look identical to each other. Babies look the same. Babies look the same. Even their parts. And and that even their parts, y'all. Even their parts look the same. And the hormones over time is really what makes the 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 presentation of the gender. But an individual's identity is not tied to their body. So, uh, you know, a, a person's sense of self is not is not tied to their body. And uh, just because just because I'm that bitch, I'm gonna go ahead and start quoting John Locke because John Locke has some stuff that I think is, is just really important. John Locke is a really important uh, Enlightenment thinker and philosopher. Um, and uh, body substance is irrelevant, in John Locke's opinion. So if you go to an essay concerning human understanding, um, it's a, uh, you know, <sighs> he regards personal identity to be founded on consciousness and memory and collection of experiences not the substance of someone's soul or their body. 
So in this case, he's talking about, uh, you know, the soul as like a sort of borrowed thing. So in this situation, you could be, you could be uh, a reincarnation of a soul, but you can never be someone else's consciousness. You understand? Like a consciousness is some personal identity. Um, and that consciousness is a repeated consciousness and a sense of personal identity of a collection of experiences over time. So it's like, uh, you know, when you're born, you might be someone else's soul, you know, or not someone else's, but you might be, you might be a reincarnated soul, but you're not going to know, you're just going to be that soul and then collect a lifetime of experiences and forming a personal identity with that soul. And that is, uh, that's what makes you who you are. So it's like, it's almost, a, it's almost like it's a cooperation between the soul and life experience. And um, this is why I think sexuality is really, really important. Because sexuality greatly affects your life experiences and your perception of yourself and your perception of the world and other people. So, um, uh, yeah, and I think it's really important to mention that body substance is irrelevant. You know, again, we are all variations on the same. Uh, we are all just kind of like, you know, souls in flesh suits. Just in flesh suits. Some of our flesh suits are worse than others, but it's all completely irrelevant. And um, I think that sexuality recognizes that. And sexuality is like a really interesting way of both appreciating the body and also just appreciating the soul. I think that uh, sexuality is a fantastic way of communicating soul to soul. And it's also a way of, you know, uh, shaping and discovering more of that soul through the discovery of personal identity. You know, um, the more confident and the more uh, courageous and the more uh, established you are within yourself, within the, the, the more well you are within your own soul, uh, the stronger and happier and the better quality of life you're going to have. Um, and your sexuality is a huge part of that. Uh, so, it's kind of sort of segues into... Uh, into uh, a concept of like a fluid, ever-changing self. You know, a lot of people talk about their gender being fluid. I think a lot of people identify, can't, a lot of people could see themselves identifying with a gender fluid person. I think that's very true. I think that uh, a lot of gender fluid people, uh, you know, are just hella, hella relatable. It's, it's relatable to be gender fluid. Um, I think a lot of people like to think that they aren't sexist the same way that a lot of people like to think that they aren't racist. You know, it's just a constant state of discovery. I think that that's, that's what sexuality is at its core. Sexuality is a constant state of discovery. And, um, okay. Okay, real quick. Did we even, did we even talk about, did we even talk about? So, this, this just feels like there's like a whole other thing that we could talk about with the philosophy of self and uh, how how we even understand a person being the same person moment to moment like what makes a person the same person moment to moment like is there such a thing um, 
and uh, I, I, I just, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if there's any sort of easy way to say that anybody is, is anything ever. Uh, you can you can change your consciousness in any state of life, you know. Um, and uh, every day is a new day, no matter what. Life is fucking crazy, and sometimes you lose your mind, and sometimes you change your gender, or sometimes you like you know get depressed or get anxious or or stop being depressed or stop being anxious or sometimes you're like you know feeling really good and doing lots of awesome stuff and other times your dog dies and your mom's sick and you don't know what to do and life is crazy and and all of these things affect your perspective and your perspective is the whole deal so um This makes no sense. This makes no sense at all. Um, yeah, people change. You change every day, whether or not you realize it. You are not the same person as you were five years ago. If you don't believe me, go look at, like, pictures of yourself from five years ago. Look at pictures of yourself from ten years ago. Look at pictures of yourself fifteen years ago. Twenty years ago. Look at pictures of yourself when you are in high school. You look way different. Everything about you is probably at least a little bit different. My dad was like a completely different person when he was in high school. So says my mom. Because now he's like super conservative. She says that he like used to didn't, he like used to not be so conservative or something. I like don't believe it. I don't believe that he used to be less conservative. But I think that, uh, I think that a lot of people think that about themselves. But, um, you know, what makes a person a person? What is, what is a personality? How, what is that made of? Is that, is that, is that, is that inherent? Is it like a, a response to things? Is it, is it part of life? Is it, is it part of, uh, growing? What is personality? What is sexuality? And how does then all of this have anything to do with anything? I think it's really important. I think that, uh, that, that your perspective has changed the most uh, by your sexuality. That's what happens, you know, when you realize that you're gay, you're just kind of, you, your perspective changes. Um, and when, you, when your perspective changes, like, it makes you look at the world in a different way. And that can lead to, you know, like enlightenment in a sort of way, or it can lead to anxiety and depression. I think a lot of gay people are anxious and depressed about the fact that they're gay. Sometimes, you know, especially if you're in a place like I am and it's just not, it's not so, it's not so easy breezy. You know, you at least have to be uh, smart about it. There's just a lot of people that are just kind of like flagrantly homophobic. Like, I was at Waffle House two days ago, and this guy right next to us was just screaming Bible verses the whole fucking time. Just screaming Bible verses at the top of his lungs. And ever and the Waffle House guy on the staff came over and started quoting stuff with him. So it's like, well, like, fuck. You know, like, everybody's just gonna start singing hymns in a bit. What am I supposed to do? Just eat my eggs and go? That's what I did. But, you know, like, I didn't want to have to, like, have some sort of big-ass confrontation. It's not my job. It's not my job to, like, put my life on the line every day, talk to some crazy redneck with a license to carry, 
about how he shouldn't be doing crazy shit that he's doing. Because it doesn't really fucking matter to me. I don't really care about your goddamn Bible verses. I don't really care about any of it. I think it's great that you have hobbies, because at least you're not, like, you know... But, like, I'm a little worried that there aren't, like, women in your basement, because your wife didn't say a thing the whole fucking time. Didn't say a word. So I bet there's women in your basement. Because, you know, you know something that the, the Bible really, really emphasizes? That women are submissive, you know. So I have a hard time. I have a hard time with religion. This is just a this is like a whole different thing. But if you're from that sort of background, you repress your sexuality. It's like it's like a form of self-mutilation. You gotta stop. Sexuality is an essential part of the full realization of who you are. And uh I just I'm not sure uh you know, denial is the biggest river in Egypt, and that shit runs deep. Um, that being said, gay people are not the only people that have all sorts of fucked up things with sexuality. Like, remember my, like, jackass, jackass straight guy story? There's also just, just straight girls that never come, that never come in their lives, never come with anybody. Um, that is a lack of, that is a lack of experience and a lack of self-discovery that might, you know hurt you in the long run it's a big misconception that gay people are the only people with like lots of painful baggage uh straight people have lots of painful baggage straight guys straight women have lots of painful baggage the nicest thing about being gay is that you realize that there's a lot of rules that are stupid that you should break so if you never have that realization then you might end up getting damaged and restrained by all these sorts of rules that you shouldn't be listening to and that you need to break um, and straight girls, we're gonna have a solo orgasm episode, and that, that episode is for straight girls. Um, people need to masturbate, people need to be confident with their own skin, confident in their own sexuality. You need to fully realize your sexuality in order to be, in order to be, uh, the happiest version of yourself. So, um, it's just one of the different spokes on your wheel that you need to have nice and strong and shiny. You know, you can't just, like, smash it and bend it and break it and then be like, oh, why does my wheel suck? Like, yeah, because you fucking you hate yourself. That's why your wheel sucks. Oh, okay. Also, casual hookup lifestyle is, like, you know, any sort of thing where you're not having, like, really qualitative, like, sex should be qualitative. You need to be having, like, you know, emotional, intimate, communicative, like you know, real, like, love banging. That's what's gonna happen. Sorry about it. It can't just be, like, you know, pure sexual experience without, like, uh, a lot of that, like, intimate communication. And it doesn't have to be verbal. It just, you know, it's gotta be, like, talking to your souls. That's what, that's what, that's what it is. People used to, like, have to do this all the time. There used to be, like, nothing else to do. You also have to, like, go to a concert to, like, hear music, you know? But now people just sit at their house and, like, watch porn and listen to music and they, like, never leave and they don't meet people and everybody is, like, completely starved for this type of nonverbal communication. We're starved for it. So, I mean, yeah, don't try to tell me. I mean, obviously sexuality is very important, you know? We've got lunatic, lunatic white guys, incel guys, shooting up yoga studios and shit. It's fucked up as hell. 
driving cars and the shit, people just targeting women just because of their gender, you know, um, you know, obviously, like, Becky is a big old les, I'm not sure if I still count as a lesbian, um, TBD, I feel like, are, you know, like, are you really a lesbian if, like, all you ever do is daydream about trapping your tits off, like, I don't think so, but, um, this is definitely a very biased perspective on this sort of issue, you know, we could have a whole separate... There's like, a, I mean, there's like a quadrillion sort of gay man podcast you can listen to. If you really want to listen to a gay man's perspective on sexuality, you have a lot of options. You can also just watch Queer Eye. You can do anything. Like, why is Becky doing this? Because there's nobody doing this. That's why. There's some people doing it, but they're not doing it like this. They're not this spacey. Ain't nobody this spacey. Okay. Alright, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm like, so worked up about this. Why did I tell that fucking story? <sighs> Anyway, TBD, this is, like, gonna be, like, you know, this is it's not the only sexuality episode. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be a lot more sexuality episodes. This is, uh, it's good, but, like, you know, we'll have some interviews and shit. I, like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm getting, like, slowly but surely getting over myself. There's gonna be, like, there's gonna be, like, interviews and stuff. Please don't just, like, leave. It's gonna be good. Um, all right. Grab one out for me. Love you all so much. And, uh, oh, also, why, why did we even talk about this? I got distracted because I'm getting ready for the second part of the music series. The music series is so, so fun. The, the second episode of the music series is going to be about rock, like queer ladies in rock. It's almost all ladies. Again, very biased, you know, half lesbian perspective. Um, oh. Oh, it's gonna be so good. We're doing, we're doing like the Pixies. We're doing the Breeders. We're doing uh, Sleater Kenny. We're doing, uh, we're doing, uh, we're doing, uh, we're doing. Uh, 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 what's her name? Mate, uh, Sister Rebecca Tharp. It's like Maple Tharp. Nah, it's not. I just, I, I like wanted to punch myself in the face the moment I said that. It's okay. We're doing a bikini kill. We're doing the raincoats and uh, Kleenex slash Lilliput. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be the slits. Whole. It's gonna be so fucking good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like. It's gonna be like the playlist of a lifetime. I want to be like. You know. I don't know if it's possible to to overhype it. It's it's impossible to overhype it. It's gonna be the next level. All right. So yeah, tune in for that. I, there's gonna be other episodes and stuff. Alright. Bye bye. Ta ta. Bye bye.